It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That's right, it is Go Birds Radio, live from Parks Casino here in Ben Salem. The beautiful Parks Casino, I should say. Never gets old seeing these massive TVs, all these chairs, the beautiful bar. Good to be back. I haven't been here uh, in, in three weeks, but, but uh, when the Eagles return, I return. And when there is Eagles football to be discussed, there is Eagles training camp to break down. I bring my desk mate, the guy I sit next to uh, at the NovaCare, Ruben Frank, what up, Rube? How you doing? I've been trying to change my seat for a while now. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I was here last uh, two weeks ago with Rob Ellis. We had a great yeah. show, but it's great to be back. Uh, it's been a fun couple days. Uh, they don't practice very long, but mm-hmm. they showed last year that it's the right way to do it. Uh, but I think it's been a good couple days, good start. We're kind of hoping. We were just talking, hoping the pads go on tomorrow morning. I think they will. Day yeah. three, it's going to be cooler. They've had a couple easy days, so hopefully the pads go on and we really start to uh, get a sense of what they have. Well, I was going to say, do you even have enough energy to do the show after two practices that were an hour apiece uh, in three days? I know, you know, as someone that's covered the team for a while, I'm sure this new grueling schedule uh, really has you gassed after a few days. I know people are complaining about, oh, it's so hot and, you know, Mm -hmm. practice. I mean, we were out there, what, uh, 63 minutes on Wednesday. Yesterday was about an hour 15. Yeah, a little. Yeah, now that includes the stretch. That it does worth. include yeah. the stretch. And <laughs> yeah. then we're out there another half hour for interviews. But, uh, yeah. look, I mean, it, it, I didn't think it was that bad. I mean, I don't want to be the old you know, the old guy, but when I started doing this at Westchester in the 80s with Buddy, 
they would practice three hours twice a day, full contact, with you know six hours in between of meetings and and, yeah. and film study, and go back and do it all over again. And that was in a in a valley surrounded by hills that made sure there was no air circulation. It was always ninety degrees in there, uh, and they practiced six hours a day. And they there weren't days off. Yeah, I mean the Eagles are actually off today. We, from a media perspective, we're every other day. They do do walkthroughs on some of the days we're not there, but. 215-592-9494. As much as we all miss James Seltzer for today's show, today is a bit of a unique uh, opportunity because, Rube, me and you have been there for each of the two practices, obviously all of OTAs as well. But we've seen the roster. We've had a chance now to watch them. I have it down at about 41 uh, team snaps, 7-on-7, 11-on-11. And as good as this roster is, there is a lot of questions with it, like right guard, safety, linebacker, the third uh, wide receiver spot. I think the defensive tackle rotation is uh, super interesting. So I wanted to get I want to get into all of those. We'll get to different positions throughout the show, different guys that have stood out. But where I wanted to start with this, and I want everyone to chime in at 215-592-9494, it seems no matter what position we talk about, there's a Georgia guy there. And that's what happens when you draft uh, about six Georgia guys over the last two years. So I wanted to start the show where really the whole offseason was focused, and now we've had a chance to see them a little more, talking about all the Georgia Bulldogs that they brought into camp. And I want to talk about ones, uh, which certain players we're excited about and maybe which ones after the offseason, but mostly using these two days, we're a little more pessimistic about uh, that than maybe we would have before. So let's run through the main five of them, go through each of them, and just kind of say what you've seen so far, what your takeaways have been. And we should probably start at the top with the one that was drafted higher than all of them, the one that they just drafted. We've had a chance to watch him now. What have you made of Jalen Carter so far uh, through the two practices? Again, no pads, but I've been yeah. impressed. He's a, he's a powerful guy. I like his fitness level. Uh, he had a rep uh, in one-on-ones. Did you see him against Landon Dickerson? Yeah. Uh, where he, he bull rushed him. And Landon Dickerson is a Pro Bowl guard who goes about, what, three, you know, 335. I mean, he's some. He's not as big as Jordan Mailata, but he's arguably one of the biggest guys on the field. Yeah. And he moved him. I mean, he didn't flatten him, but he moved him, and that's a lot of earth to move. And that w- that really caught my attention. Uh, he's a very confident kid. Uh, he wasn't even scheduled to talk to the media yesterday. He came over and just started talking to us, yeah. which probably got PR pretty upset. But uh, <laughs> it, it, he's a confident kid. He's very comfortable here. I think all these guys, uh, to have your friends next to you and working out with you, uh, it can go either way, but I think they're all using it as a positive. But I've been impressed with what I've seen so far. I'm excited for him. Yeah, I he think might the, be, he might end up being a real steal at number nine. Well, he said yesterday that his goal is to be the uh, defensive rookie of the year. Obviously, lofty expectations, but that is what comes with being drafted in the top ten and being someone that, let's be honest, is probably a top three talent in the draft if you remove the off-the-field stuff and the positional value of, of the quarterback. So Jalen Carter through the first few practices, one thing I think that stood out to me is he's not getting as many first-team reps as I expected, but I think that's because the defensive tackles in front of him, uh, I think Jordan Davis has played really well. We'll get into him in a second. But they want to see him with the ones. Obviously, Milton Williams has been in when they've been doing odd man fronts. So I think Jalen Carter will eventually get up there. He's been with a little more third-team reps, second-team reps than I would have expected. It's interesting to watch him practice because— But you do know, I'm going to interrupt you because— one thing Sean Desai is doing, whether it's Keely Ringo, Sidney Brown, Jalen Carter, he's starting them all. Yeah. Like Keely, Keely Ringo and Sidney Brown are with the threes. Yep. Uh, Jalen Carter's been mainly with the twos. I think it's intentional. I don't think it's a reflection of where they are. I think it's let's just kind of let them get their sea legs and 
you know, and we'll move them up. I think we'll see them all move up. Sidney Brown's not going to be behind Justin Evans for very long. No, I mean Nolan Smith has gotten a few more first and second team reps, but that's because because Reddick's, yeah, because Reddick is out. Yeah. Exactly right. So Jalen Carter is interesting because over the past years, you brought up Landon Dickerson. They've really brought in some really unique athletes in terms of size and speed and those type of things. Jordan Davis, arguably last in last year's draft, uh, the best athlete overall when you take into account his size. Just a monster of a defensive tackle. Jordan Mailata, Landon Dickerson, and even Nolan Smith, while he's not a massive edge, his body is unique for that position. He's slightly undersized, really long arms. Jalen Carter, to me, physically, when I look at him out there, he doesn't pop. You, you, don't, see, you don't look at him and go, wow, he's so much bigger than everyone or he's so much, uh, so much faster than everyone. But to your point, what I have noticed is you can tell he's probably the furthest along from a technique standpoint in terms of knowing what to do at the snap. There's been at least, I don't know, three or four plays where at the snap, he's so good at taking who's in front of him, to your point about Landon Dickerson, and I like that he goes at these offensive linemen with a plan of attack. That's not something often you see from rookie defensive linemen. That's why it takes guys to develop. So physically, he, he's big. He's, I don't think his, his size is going to be an issue in the NFL, but it's not a Jordan Davis or Nolan Smith where I think he has a special elite physical trait. Yeah, but also, I mean, he's not a nose, and Jordan Davis is a nose. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's, he plays a position where you're going to be in that 290 to 305 type range, 310. Um, you, you know, so you want a more athletic guy there. Uh, I think he's. I think he looks like he's in really good shape. Yeah, well, he talked about that. I think, uh, obviously, he passed his conditioning test, which is a, a, a good start, of course, when you think about some of the pre-draft stuff with him. Um, yeah, I think he looks in good shape. And I, I will say this, you know, as much as we joke about the practice, uh, you know, only being an hour and all those things, I do think Sirianni runs a hard practice. I'd be curious for your perspective on that as someone that's seen a lot of different coaches run practices. It is intense. They do a lot of team. Uh, they started day one on, uh, on Wednesday with uh, – with red zone 11 on 11 which i think is always a really intense drill it's very competitive so while the practices haven't been an hour and 42 hours they are really working out there so i think we have 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 had a chance to see jalen carter and what type of shape he's in and a lot of ones versus ones yeah which a lot of coaches don't do at all uh maybe a you know a, a series here and there but yeah I, I think he's he's hung in there really well uh, he looks comfortable i mean his comfort level is really high i think these guys play at such a high level in college all of them they get here. They're not, you know, they're not intimidated like some college yep. kids who don't who don't play in the SEC. Uh, I, I mean, I can't wait to see him with the pads on. Hopefully, it's tomorrow. Uh, I think he's going to be really good. So, last question about Jalen Carter before we move on to the next one: What do you think are fair expectations for him this year? Because as we both agree, he will eventually, obviously, start getting first team reps. Safe to say, I think he'll be active game one and, and he better be. and, and get some snaps, but. What do you think should be expected of him? Uh, I mean, from a pass rush perspective, like, what are you looking for? Maybe some benchmarks in his rookie year that you think would make it a successful year? It's a good question because he plays a position where you, you don't really – it's more the eye test and, yeah. and just how much he's dominating the people across from him. But I think he'll be a – gosh, I think he'll be like a five to eight sack guy. Mm. Uh, I don't that, that might be a little high. Corey Simon had nine and a half sacks as a D tackle his rookie year in 2000. Uh, there's no reason he can't be in that, you know, six to eight, I think is a good number for him. 
because I think he's just going to – I just think he's so advanced that he's going to – think about some of the people he's going to go up against. I think he'll have a real chance to dominate him. Yeah, and I think it's definitely going to help him. He'll have a ton of talent around him. We saw last year with that defensive line, they were all individually great players, but together they all helped each other to have uh, – career years 215-592-9494 let us know what you think some fair expectations are for Jalen Carter this year so the next player I want to talk about uh is someone that if you listen to the Go Birds pod you know that I've been very very impressed so far since they drafted him was impressed with him in OTAs was very impressed with them through these first two practices I think Nolan Smith I know we throw this term around a lot and look you're drafted where you're drafted for a reason but every time I see him, the few chances we've had to talk to him, I really think he might be one of the steals of the draft where they got him at number 30. And I think so far in training camp, that's shown already. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. And he, his first step is really impressive. Yep. He's so quick. Uh, he seems to have an array of moves. Uh, we saw him drop back in coverage mm-hmm. yesterday on one snap, which tells you how athletic he is. Uh, you know, he's, he's uh, at 240. I mean, he's just such a... Such a tough matchup. He can go around you. Uh, he can bull rush you. I, I think I was just writing about him for tomorrow. And, you know, the way some of the guys talk about him, BG was just raving about him and, and Fletch. Josh Sweat did back in OTAs. Maybe they do that with everyone, but it seems genuine. They yeah. seem really impressed with his. And he's a very, he's a, just talking to him, he's a very intelligent guy. Uh, all these guys have a good work ethic. I think they, they all learn that down in Athens. And they're just continuing it. And uh, that's the one thing you hear, you know, Fletcher and BG and Josh Sweat say about all of them is just their work ethic. They came in ready to work, willing to work, embracing the work. They're used to longer practices. Well, Jalen Carter said yesterday that the practices at Georgia were harder. Yeah, so, well. I mean, because they, so they sure hit. His practices longer. in peewee ball are probably harder. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah it'd be harder to be much easier. But There's a, actually a, a, a peewee football uh, league in, the, in, the, in these rec fields right next to where I live, like mm-hmm. half a mile away. And they practice for two hours. They got to get. Uh, They're like six. The sports science people down there and uh, <laughs> see what they would think. I'm guessing they would not be a fan of running six year olds for, for two hours. But no, Nolan Smith, and you know, what you just said caught my attention because I do think that you're right. I mean, we, we've covered a lot of training camps together. Oftentimes, when you ask a veteran player about a rookie, you're going to get some answer of, hey, he's new, he's working hard, works, you know. But I do think when, when you bring in players to the, to the franchise and into the locker room that guys were, A, already familiar with. They saw them play in big games. They, they, they were used to watching them in college championship games and big SEC games. I think, A, they have a level of respect already for them when they come in. But one benefit, and we'll see if they can play, and that's the most important part. But when you bring in a lot of guys from a locker room that was a winning locker room, like they come with good habits, right? It's like why if you get a, get a great internship in college, a lot of times you're more prepared out of college because you have experience doing the job and being a Georgia player is not that different than being an NFL player. So Jalen Carter you get paid uh, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them for sure. Uh, so I think that's very true with Nolan Smith. I think he seems very mature. Uh, I, I really do think he kind of has the personality where in three years we could be sitting here and saying like he's a leader of that locker room. I think he has an infectious personality. He works hard. He seems very comfortable uh, talking. Jalen Carter, I think, is still getting used a little bit to, to the media. He was better yesterday than he has been in the past. But to your point about Nolan Smith, last year when they signed Hassan Reddick, I really didn't want to see them drop him into coverage. I thought he's a great pass rusher. You paid him all this money. Let him get after a quarterback. That's what he does. And I still feel that way. 
But with Nolan Smith, when he dropped back yesterday and you see him move in space, you can see why that can be a real asset for this defense. I think he's better at it for what it's worth than Hassan Reddick. I think he's a better athlete. But if you look at their other coverage linebackers, who do they have that is that type of athlete like Nolan Smith is? I'm not saying you're going to have him cover linebackers like full time in a game. But to your point, like, yes, he can get off the line. He has really quick burst off the line at the snap. But physically, this is an, an athlete they just don't really have in the front seven uh, at other positions. Yeah, and, and I'm really curious how the rotation is going to shape up. I, obviously, Reddick and Sweat are going to get the most reps. I think BG will probably go down from, I think he, he played like 45% last year. He might go down to like 15 or 20. Yeah. And, and I think you'll see Nolan Smith get maybe, I'm thinking like 20 reps a game. I could see that. To De- start. Definitely by week two or three. Maybe week one, you know, they give the older guys a little bit more, but I think he'll play. Lane Johnson was talking about Nolan Smith, and Lane Johnson is not going to give you a load of BS. If a guy's, if you ask him about a player who hasn't impressed him, he'll 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 defle- he just deflects. He'll just gets, deflect. gets out of it quickly. He'll start yeah. talking about all the guys. It's tough for a young guy, whatever. Right. He, he was just saying how, how impressed he's been with his work ethic and his, and his technique. And that's the one thing. If young guys come in and work, they'll instantly gain the respect of the veterans. And we're talking about Hall of Fame caliber guys in, in Lane Johnson and Fletcher Cox and, and Kelsey and BG to a lesser extent. But these guys are all... 10-year, 11-year veterans, and when they talk about a guy's work ethic, uh, you know they mean it. Yeah, so with Nolan Smith, I agree with you with Jalen Carter. You want to see a sack total to an extent. You want to see him be able to get to the quarterback, pressure up the middle. The middle With Nolan Smith, it's hard to put a, a number on it, uh, but I just think with him this year, what I want to see from him is just make you feel confident about the fact that, look, Brandon Graham might not be back after another year. Who knows what's going to happen with Hassan Reddick and his contract. Like, I just want to feel confident that they have another young edge rusher. It's been a while. I mean, I guess Josh Sweat would qualify since they drafted him. But when's the last time they had a great young edge rusher that they drafted? Like, where they came, he came in with a ton of, of expectations to be that next guy. Well, Derek Barnett. Oh, yeah, true. Which I guess how easily we forget. Didn't go so well, although they just... Kind of made a, a deal that shows he'll probably be here this year, which is interesting. They haven't drafted a lot of – I was actually looking this up. You know what defensive end that they've drafted in the first round has the most career sacks? It's Mike Mamoun. I was going to say, it's your, it's your guy. And half. You, you've all – they're, they're factuals. But it is interesting, the perception of him versus the stats you can point to. We, I've been on a few shows with you here. We've had people come up and make fun of Mike Mamoula, and you're uh, – 31 and a half sacks, more than any, any defensive end they've ever drafted in the first round. So, yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's, uh, I'd love to throw a number out there. I think he'll get a few sacks, but I don't think it's going to be a huge number just because they have so many snaps. guys who yeah. can get to the quarterback. And, uh, but I, I think, you know, four to six, it, it would be nice. Yeah. But I, I don't think he'll – I think what you want to see is just consistent reps, him making a difference, getting pressure, uh, and, and we'll see. It's, I mean, they have so many, so many weapons in that defensive front. Uh, so playing that many snaps, he might get 15 snaps one game. It's going to be hard to have 10 sacks this year. But. Well, and it's going to be hard to meet the sack total of last year, too. I mean, that was sure. you know nearly a, a, a historic number that they were able to get. So 215-592-9494. Call in if you have a question about a player you're curious about, a position, what we've seen in training camp, maybe a music question for Rube. Maybe for me you can ask me something about an hey, emoji. You know, there's all types of different. I you about music now that you're a well, big MJ Lenderman fan. I was, yes. And uh, we saw uh, Wednesday, me and my wife, a few weeks ago. Uh, 
So, yeah, well, maybe we can talk about They're that. They're playing uh, Exponential Festival in Camden this summer. Oh, they are? Or this fall in so, you know, I mean, just, She's related to me, and you know more I about know. this than I do. I do know they're going overseas, I believe. So maybe that would be a good excuse to do that. So let's try to get a call in here uh, before we take a break. So normally, as you know, we start off with Tom from Abington. Want to send some, uh, some love to Tom. Uh, you know, he had uh, some health issues. He is okay, but he'll be good for week one. Not calling in today, but just wanted to say, Tom, everyone's thinking about you and uh, hope you're feeling better. But we will start. Tom's starting on the pup list? Yeah, he's starting on the pup list, yes, but expected to be healthy for week one. Uh, Get back back soon. But we will start with another great Go Birds caller. Really, he's been pushing for this number one spot for a while. We're going to start with Justin and Richmond. Justin, what up, man? Good to hear from you. Holy cow, I was not expecting you to come to me first. How are you guys I know. doing today? Hey, man, you just want to You always got to be ready, right? You never know when, you're, when your number is going to get called, literally, I guess. Well, well, listen, yeah, right. Well, listen, I think I, I, think I was pretty ready uh, earlier this week when I had you on the Google Doc. So, he did. Justin uh, taught me how to use a Google Doc this week. So, I mean, um, so got to have the training camp stats. Got to share them with the, the people. So I'm, I'm working on that. I was, I was going to say, I'm, I'm waiting for it to come out. So I'm, I'm ready to see it. Um, I actually have a, I have a Georgia question for you then, two, two guys that I want to ask you specifically. So we were talking about Jalen Carter's number. I think yeah. he probably ends up having more sacks than Nolan Smith uh, just because he'll play more snaps. But if a, a percentage of snaps resulting in a sack, who do you think has the higher number between those two guys? Uh, that's a, that's Welcome a, to Gobert Radio. That's really. an interesting yeah. question. I, I do think Nolan Smith will probably play like half the snaps. Uh, so I'll – if if he has four and you know four sacks and plays twenty percent of the snaps and Jalen Carter has seven snacks sacks and <laughs> plays, not seven snacks, plays forty yeah. you know plays seventy percent then I guess it would be uh, probably Nolan Smith. I'm actually not sure Jalen Carter is going to get more snaps than Nolan Smith. That's what will. you said. Wow. You think so? Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. I think they. I think he'll get a lot more. Okay, well, that'll be maybe a little good uh, fun thing to track throughout the year. But uh, what was your other question, Justin? Yeah, we. I feel like a lot of us are just kind of like throwing away Nick Morrow. I'm just curious what uh, what you guys have seen from him. And then uh, real quick before I go, shout out to my Uncle Bubba who's listening right now. Shout out to Drew from Westchester who dropped his annual Eagles column today. I'll drop it in the roadie Twitter uh, chat. So folks can see it there too. So thanks for taking my call, guys. Talk to yep, you. Good, Talk to, to, good to hear from you, man. Talk to you soon, Justin. Um, Nicholas Morrow, uh, the linebacker, obviously, starting the opposite side of N'Kobe Dean. Um, We'll get into that on the other side, actually, because I do want to talk about that linebacker position. Next up for our Georgia players is N'Kobe Dean. Um, not as excited about the about N'Kobe yet as the first two. So I want to talk about what you've seen from what some fair expectations are. And Nicholas Moreau is a good player to bring up because he's probably the one player of the 22 starters that we've maybe seen have some reps taken from him in the first two days from uh, a player. And, and Terrell Edmonds. And Terrell Edmonds, yeah. So we, we'll get into that. On the other side, talk about the linebacker position to Kobe Dean, Nicholas Moreau. And we'll take your calls. Any question you have about training camp, players, all those things, we got we got Reuben Frank in the house. It's time to talk Eagles football. 215-592-9494. This is Go Birds Radio from the beautiful Parks Casino. And as you know, as we always tell you, the Bet Park Sportsbook is the only app that I recommend. It's the official sportsbook of the real Philly sports fans. Odds, bets, slots, and games, it's all in the palm of your hand and download it right now because the birds are in training camp so it's the perfect time to make those pro football futures bets on the bet park sportsbook app here are the favorites and the potential payouts if either of these teams win it all this year 
A $50 wager on KFC, we know James would never place that, but it pays you $300. A $50 wager on Philly pays you $350. That's a bet James would bet. So you can bet pro football futures on individual player performances right now. Join me and download the Bet Park Sportsbook Casino and Sportsbook app. New customers make a winning $10 bet and get $125 in bonus sportsbook bets back must be winning bet and bonus bets must be wagered once it's all there spread same game parlays and much more bet parks is also an official betting operator of the pga tour bet golf with bets bet parks okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Go Birds Radio here from the beautiful Parks Casino. I need an encore from uh, from like back-to-back day of practices or something. I feel like uh, you know these days off in between. I just I miss being down there. I miss tracking my stats. Uh, obviously, you've been covering the team longer than me, but. I remember when I was up at Lehigh for, for two years, there is something about going every day, five days in a row, six days in a row, that makes you feel... 17 days yeah, in a row. Yeah, 17 days in a there row. There were exactly. no days off. Yeah. I mean, things have changed. I, I get that, and it works for these guys, but it is, it is weird. I miss it. And I will give Nick Sirianni credit. Um, I think Hugh Douglas actually asked him that this, this week when he was on with the Midday Show. It's like, Sirianni to me seems, I mean, coming up in a football family, like a big high school football guy... He would seem like someone that would want to have practice every day. I'd imagine the – and they're, they're having walkthroughs, which, which is practice, but it's not the, the same thing. He does seem like the type that would want to, to do that. I think early on through the two days we've seen, you can tell he is really making sure that when they're practicing, there is no sloppiness, no, you know, we're just going to go through this drill half-heartedly. There's been two or three times already where we've seen him – kind of flip you know flip out maybe it's not the right term but really get on the players and yell and you know some some colorful language i think when, flip out applies yeah i guess when you're yelling and cursing that, that he's got his bullhorn yeah. i think some of it is i don't want to say scripted but i think he came into this camp i mean his whole emphasis is emphasis is 
the Super Bowl's over. Yep. It's ancient history. It's not going to help us now. And he's going to be hard on them. And the first time somebody jumped off sides, he was on that bullhorn screaming. Yep. What did he say? Uh, you guys. This is uh, how you're going to lose to bad teams. This is how you're going to lose to bad teams. Yeah. And I, I don't. I don't think he was going to do it regardless, but I think he was ready once somebody messed up. I think it was Janarius Robinson. Yeah, it was uh, Janarius Robinson. I think Tyler Sneed, yeah. uh, Steed, and then uh, Jalen Carter, actually, I think was one of them. It was three straight penalties in a row. Yeah, and then there were a couple yesterday. Uh, but it, it's good. I mean, it's good that he's doing that. It's going to keep these guys on their toes and understand that he, just because you won 14 games last year and a couple of playoff games doesn't mean you come in and be sloppy in training camp. Yeah, and I also think, you know, a few weeks ago uh, I rewatched the Super Bowl, kind of getting ready for the season, and you forgot, or at least I should say I forgot, how many just kind of sloppy penalties they had on offense in that. Isaac Sayamalu, very uncharacteristic for him, had a few penalties. No, one uh, really costly one. One really costly one. Zach Paschal on their second drive put him behind the sticks from the jump. So you can really see Sirianni stressing that. Um I want to get into the linebacker position. Uh, Justin asked about Nicholas Morrow, but to kind of piggyback off of that, Nicobe Dean, um, we've now had a chance to watch him practice all last offseason, all of this offseason, two training camp practices this year. I don't know if maybe he's just the best linebacker in the world at doing his job, so he's never involved in the play because they never target him. But, man, as much as he is someone that when you talk to him, you really – believe in him and he's an impressive guy i mean i've probably seen him take i don't know over a hundred team reps since he's been drafted and i can't think of one play where i i go oh wow what a great play by nicobe yeah i I think that's true he hasn't flashed uh he didn't flash last summer i don't think he really particularly flashed on special teams last year agreed and look it's two days uh in in uh, shorts and shirts and he hasn't flashed yet i think uh the days and pads are going to be big for him especially because they don't they don't have anybody else yeah they don't have linebackers i mean nick nicholas morrow the caller mentioned you know we all think that uh, christian ellis is going to be a contributor because he's you know he's made more plays well that's what's crazy than to me kobe dean has ever made is you know i understand like Nicobe Dean was the best player, uh, arguably the best player on one of the best defenses in college history, played in the SEC at a very high level. But if you knew nothing about these players and just watched them practice, you would leave thinking Christian Ellis is a better player than Nicobe Dean. Like, he makes more plays. Yeah, yeah, and he's playing a different position. He's also – Yeah, you know, for sure. He's in coverage a little more. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not super worried about Nicobe, but if this – if he goes the rest of camp without really – showing up uh then there's cause for concern now at that position you know what are you looking for i mean he's got to stop the run he's got to be solid in coverage uh but there's there's not going to be a ton of opportunities to really flash uh playing inside linebacker but you would like to see more and uh these days in the past i don't know how many they'll have in camp maybe, maybe five yeah if that uh, well they'll have the joint practices so you would think yeah. those would those would be padded but days. i'd like to see him i'd like to see him show up and I'm, I'm not super concerned yet, but it's certainly something to keep an eye on because you're right. I, I totally agree. I don't remember him making a play. Yeah, and I actually, you know, you talk about how there's not much at that position. I think there's a better chance that if Nico- if they get through training camp and they're not confident in Nicobe, you wonder if that's a position. I don't think Howie would ever invest a big resource into it, but I just don't know who they would go to. I don't think they would start Sean Bradley week one. No. Um, and then, I mean, Davion Taylor, like there's just really not much else there where they would even – Move to. So I think linebacker is a position where, at least through the first two days, 
if you had to ask me where could they make a move, if they're not confident in Kobe, I think middle linebacker is where you could see something. I mean, part of the issue, though, is that he's got the green dot. So Yeah, and they've been – I mean, players have talked about his command in the huddle has yeah. been pretty good. And you can watch him, like, pre-snap. I mean, he's very communicative. I mean, he does a great job getting guys in the right place. Yep. You see him – I mean, even telling veterans – you know, to to move into where they're supposed. I mean, he's he's re- he knows the defense. He knows where everyone's supposed to be. He's very intelligent. We just haven't seen it translate into plays. Now, I don't know how many. Play- I haven't seen him miss plays either. Yeah, yeah you no, don't see I agree miss with that. Tackles yeah. or anything. Yep. He just he just you just don't notice him. He j- I think that's the best way to put it. Like, and you know, when we talk about certain positions on the field, safety, offensive guards, like when you leave a game, you go, oh, I didn't hear their name once. That's probably a good thing. I wonder if there's a little bit of that happening with Nicobe. But I also think he's someone, uh, and my podcast partner James brings this up quite a bit, that when the lights go on, the pads go on. I mean, that Titans game last year, he got limited snaps. Game was over, all those things. I get it. But he did make more plays in that Titans game than I've seen him make in any training camp practice. Yeah. So, but so you think about be- T.J. Edwards and how, how much he showed up yeah. in practice. And Last year, for sure. I remember yeah. T.J. had a great, uh, a great training camp. Look, Davion Taylor has an interception. Christian Ellis has an interception. Like, Guys are making plays. It's just really Nakobe not making plays. Um, all right, let's go back to the phones here. 215-592-9494. Get in. Give us a call. Ask some training camp questions. Eagles football is finally back. We suffered through me talking Sixers long enough. Now we can talk about uh, talk about the Eagles. So let's go to another now go. Now we have to suffer through you yeah, talking now about the talk, Eagles. Yeah, exactly. When the Phillies make the playoffs, we'll suffer through that. So, all right, let's go to someone we never have to suffer listening through. Uh, my guy, Black Gritty. What up, Black Gritty? How you doing? Yo, fellas. What up? How you doing? Uh, sometimes I hear, we always got to hear yo, fellas, on the show. Oh, I know, um, yeah, for our guy. <laughs> got to get the yo, fellas in. Um, so, first of all, the training camp, I, I, last year, John Ritchie quoted somebody called Charmin, Sharpen, Charmin, because he thinks training camp is so soft now. And I just want a soft training camp. I want injury-free. I don't really care. I appreciate all your stat chart. People have been complaining about you. All week long. We waited three months to have any kind of football, and then they want to complain when you're just giving extra information. I know. Shut up and enjoy the football. Like, it's just just what we need to do, and it is what it is. So I'm thankful for it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I I think the Kobe Dean is a gamer. I'm not worried about what's going on out here. Because, like, you were just – you brought me so much thunder. When he was in the game, I saw Flash. I saw live action, him reading, and with – the guys up front that he knows, he knows how to play off of them. I'm expecting big things when the game comes because, again, it, it, it's, it's T-shirt and socks on out there, and they're just going through the motions. And uh, as far as Nick's concerned, he better be fired up because I know when the season starts the last two years of him being a head coach, the first three games, my God, did they have so many penalties. Now, granted, yeah. 90% of them were Barnett's fault. <laughs> it's always him, man. It's always him. It was always, always in for real. But the, when he starts the season two years in a row, they have had penalties in the first few games. So I'm sure he wants to correct that from the jump. And so I like him having fire about that. Mm-hmm. Trying I'm, I'm to just going to interject one thing. I, I, don't, I don't think it's, a, it's really accurate to say they're going through the motions. The, these practices are intense. They're short, but they are intense. There's not a lot of standing around. They go from one drill to the next, and, and they get their work in. Now, it's not padded, but they, they are good practices. Oh, oh, I fully understand. I, again, I'm just talking about someone from like a John Ritchie old school, two a days, this ain't nothing, y'all ain't doing nothing. Y'all well, they could practice for four hours and Ritchie wouldn't be happy. <laughs> Ritchie I mean, wants three a days. 
Well, that, that's what I'm saying. I, that's where I was coming from, from like the old school player mentality of how the things have changed and going forward, you know, science, technology, things to tell you how to act. Uh, my last thing I want to say is uh, about Carter. Yeah. Uh, to me, I don't need him to have the stats per se because I know we have a rotational line, but he better be Chase Young to me. He better feel like Chase Young's rookie year to me. That's mm. what I need to be happy. Again, I'm not saying he's got to have those numbers because they pretty much – he pretty much played almost every snap because, you know, Washington sucks. But I want I want to feel that dominance. I want to feel that young dude like, wow, okay, all right, I need to feel that. And I think with uh, uh, Davis over there looking lean at me, I'm about to get on his weight loss program. He out there looking sexy, boy. <laughs> Amen. He out there looking sexy. So I, I'm, I'm, I, that's all I want from him. I want to chase young feel from him, and I'll be happy this year. Like I said, I'm not trying to go with as high as the stats are because those were gaudy numbers for a rookie to come in and do. Yeah. But again, on a trash panda team. Uh, as always, go back! My man, good to hear from you. Uh, Black Gritty had a nice little uh, Ken outfit going, too. He posted it. He went to see Barbie. Uh, did you go to see Barbie yet? You been there? No. <laughs> Haven't made it? Haven't made camp? it. Haven't made it yet, no. I'm, I'm getting two thumbs sure, up from I'm Bill. Sure Our I producer, won't. Bill Metz, here. It sounds like he saw it. it was, you enjoyed it? All right, two thumbs up from Bill. So I guess the official GoBird stance is. I'm not a movie guy. You know, I'm a TV guy, too. I prefer TV shows at this point. I'm, just, I'm a concert guy. You are a concert guy. That is true. A lot of people say there's certain things, movie guys, con- you know, TV guys. You are definitely a concert guy. I, I believe that. So, all right. On the other side, uh, we'll keep moving down the, uh, the Georgia players. Black Gritty brought him up. Jordan Davis, someone that last year you want to talk about having a year where you really didn't see an impact from him. Jordan uh, had a really quiet year last year, but... So far in training camp, people seem to be really impressed by him. And I think I've definitely noticed some encouraging signs I want to talk about on the other side. So we'll talk about Jordan Davis. We'll keep it going. More of your calls. 215-592-9494. Get in. Let's talk training camp. Let's talk about this roster. Concerns, which Georgia players you believe in, and maybe which ones, like honestly, Nicobe Dean, uh, maybe you're a little bit concerned about. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be back on the other side here from the beautiful Parks Casino. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Radio, 94 WIP, Go Birds Radio. No more of this, you know, Go Sixers Radio, High Hopes Radio. The Eagles are back, and it's been fun to be back down at the NovaCare, seeing this team practice, looking at the roster, seeing where they're strong, where they're not, and frankly, watching a lot of guys from Georgia practice because uh, they certainly have a lot of them on the defensive side of the ball. We've been going through all the Georgia guys, talked about 
uh, you know, Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, N'Kobe Dean. Um, Black Gritty brought up the other, I won't even say the other one, he's the biggest one and was their first-round pick last year, Jordan Davis. Um, we've had a chance to see him now practice twice, saw him in the offseason a little bit. Uh, I'm curious, before I kind of give my, my thoughts on it, what have you thought of Jordan Davis so far? I'm really encouraged by his fitness level. He looks great. Uh, I didn't think he played bad last year before the injury. Uh, he wasn't great, but I thought he hung in there. He made some plays. He, he looked okay. I thought he was on track. He came back from the injury, and he was never the same. Yeah. He, he was starting to get back in the postseason, but uh, I don't think we really saw what kind of player he is, and I, I think we will this year. Uh, I think he's going to be really good. I, there's no reason he shouldn't be if he's healthy. He's healthy. He looks great. He's fit. Uh, they don't have uh, – one of the issues, they don't have a backup nose. I guess – well, Marlon Tuopolotu, I think, can do it a little bit, but he's – you want to talk about two different body sizes. Yeah, like, I just – and I don't, I don't think he was very good last year. Um, and I, I don't think he's a lock to make the team. Oh, oh he's definitely not a lock. I mean, they, they signed uh, Catavia Street from the Saints. I don't know if he's more of a pure nose, but he has a bigger defensive tackle body. Um, so my, my thing with Jordan Davis, and I've been saying it since before he was drafted, when he was drafted, all last year. I need him to be an impact player against the pass. If I'm taking you in the top 15, I can find run-stopping nose tackles in the fourth, in the fifth. Frankly, in free agency, I can find them. So what I've been encouraged about so far with with Jordan Davis is I'm seeing the one thing I really needed to see from him, which is, and I know the pads aren't on, it's only two days, we know those caveats all exist. But I've seen him be more of a pass rusher and more of an impact guy up the middle in these last two days than I probably saw in training camp last year. There's been at least one or two plays like per day where I, I focus in on him and you can see he's getting a really good push up the middle. Now, that's not going to result in sack totals. I don't think he's going to be a Jalen Carter eight-plus sack guy, certainly not a Nolan Smith sack guy. But when he was first drafted, I think there was a saying it was something like two on me, one is free or, or something he would say at Georgia where if he's going to be a big enough guy and he's going against Kelsey and Jergen, so two undersized guys for their positions, if it's going to take two guys on him where they're legitimately worried about him as a pass rusher, then that does impact the passer, and that is good for the other uh, linemen. So I think he looks in better shape. I think you can even just see it in his face when you see him, like, walking around after practice. He, he, he looks leaner. Uh, I think he's in better shape. Oftentimes when guys are preparing for the combine, they're not preparing for football. And I think last year he came into camp in combine shape, not in football shape. And for big guys like that, when they injure their feet, especially, in their, or their legs, and they're off their legs and feet for a while, I think it's so hard in season to, re, to rebound from that and, and to stay in shape. So early on, man, I, I really think he's been one of the more encouraging signs uh, in camp considering kind of how poor his rookie year went. Yeah, I wouldn't even call it poor. I, I, I thought before the injury, what did you think of him before he got hurt? I just did, I I guess he was good against the run, and there were some stats you could point to where you know when he was on the field versus off. I just didn't feel like I noticed him. I, I I think when I when I watched the team, we watched him practice, but in the regular season when we watched those games, he just never stood out to me. He was yeah. barely playing. He never played on third down. No, he's playing twenty five to thirty snaps a game before the injury. Right, but that was only a, a it was a small percentage, it was right? About eight games, but. I think maybe I thought a little more of him than you, which is fine, but uh, I, I agree with your premise. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the getting to the quarterback piece of it, to me, isn't a huge thing. I think with his, with his strength, his athleticism, 
just his his ability to move and the push he gets. He's going to get to the quarterback, I think, just by accident, just by breaking down the pocket and being being just being a, a beast out there. Uh, I, I don't care if he gets any sacks, really, as long as he's doing his job, which is to stop the run and and be a force. Uh, against yeah. opposing offensive linemen. And if he does those things, the pressure's going to come. Now, they weren't a good run-stopping team last year. That's not all on him, but you you would have hoped that would have helped. They did have to bring in, and this was partially due to injury, but Indomitian Sue and uh, Lin- Linval Joseph. So, But, no, I, I think as much as I've been excited about seeing Nolan Smith, J- uh, Jordan Davis would be probably my top five of guys that through two practices I've been, I've been most impressed with. So let's go back to the phones, 215 592 94 94 we want to get your training camp questions he was referenced earlier all-time go birds caller and a, a little bit of a writer i guess uh let's go to drew in westchester drew what's going on man good to hear from you how we doing folks a lot of uh, pressure to follow justin and uh black gritty <laughs> but i'll do yes. my uh, best here black gritty much better uh number two hole hitter than our trey turner right now uh, so uh, I, I like turning that out to him but that, that's for another um, time yeah, yeah, we can uh, we can talk about that uh, next uh, non non football season. Yeah. Um, so I'll uh, so I'll tell you guys, uh, Elliot, I'm right there uh, with you on the uh, Nolan Smith train. Uh, he's uh, you know far and away the uh, Georgia guy who I'm most excited about. And uh, look, I-, I was just doing a little bit of like back uh, of the napkin uh, like math, and I don't expect them to get as many stacks as they did last year. I know it doesn't work always work this way, but if, if I could just like break down one or two things, if you think about it, yep. I think Hargrave had 11 last year, and now let's say like Hassan and BG take, you know, maybe like a slight step back from their totals, so let's just say you have to replace, say, like 15 or so sacks. Now, Between if, you the know, three Jaylen, of them. Yeah. If, yeah, so if Jalen Carter can, say, get like five or so, Nolan Smith can uh, sprinkle in four or five, I actually think a guy who's going to take a big step this year is Milton Williams. I'm a huge fan of that kid. So if he, say, gets, like, three more than last year and then, say, Jordan Davis gets, like, one or two and Barnett lucks into a sack at some point where a quarterback falls down, I yeah. say that all to say I think there's a path to replacing that production. And I just think this defensive line is going to be really good. So that was the first why, why do you think Reddick's going really to have him. fewer – why would you think Reddick's going to have fewer sacks? I don't necessarily think he is – uh, Rube, I, I just I know you know sometimes I just feel like it fluctuates a little bit year to year. You know maybe if you're facing better quarterbacks and hopefully this injury in camp uh, yeah. isn't a thing. I I'm mean, a big Reddick fan, so I'm not saying that's so. a ga- I'm not saying that's a guarantee. I just wouldn't. What do you have like 16 last year? I just wouldn't be totally shocked if it was maybe like 14 or something. I wouldn't be shocked if he has 20. Honestly, <laughs> there you go. I, I mean that, that I mean good. that'd be awesome. He's gonna have to start practicing. To I, to I think time. where I think the kind of the unspoken thing last year was how bad Hargrave was against the run. Hundred percent. I, I think mean, that's why yeah. he's gone. I think it Honestly. is too. And uh, obviously, a really good pass rusher from, from the inside, from the interior. Good guy, but good locker room guy. But he was terrible against the run. And the you know pro football focus numbers bear that out. Uh, I think they're going to be, and they better be a lot better against the run. That was kind of a, a real problem last year, and, and their their best run defense was building big leads and yeah. forcing the other team to throw. I mean, look at what Pacheco did in the Super Bowl. I mean, they couldn't stop him, and he's I mean, they, they probably have a rookie. ring. They probably have a ring if yeah. they, have a, they have a better run defense in the Super Bowl. They gave up four and a half yards. It was like one of the worst in franchise history. So I think just having – Having this D-line compared to that, even if they do have 10 fewer sacks, I'm not going to worry about it because I think they're going to be better against the run. 
That, that's fair. I mean, Rube, I'll tell you this. If, you, if Hassan gets 20, I'll see you in uh, Vegas. I'll buy my, uh, <laughs> I'll buy my Super Bowl ticket right. right now. But then if I could just get one or two, uh, one other uh, quick Yeah, one more. We're a little up against Just because you're talking Georgia guys super quick, I'm just excited about DeAndre Swift in the screen uh, game. I feel like it's been a while since we've been, been a good screen team with our running back. So I appreciate you guys. Maybe if you, you could address that coming out of your break or something. Yeah, for sure. My man, Drew. Good to hear from you. Thanks, Drew. Talk to you soon. Um, yeah, I mean, Swift, uh, I guess, is a Georgia guy. I feel like sometimes he doesn't always get looped in there because he's been in the NFL for a bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, through the first few days of practice, uh, definitely noticed they want him involved in the in the passing game. And I do want to get into that because the running back position, I thought, look, often when Nick Sirianni talks, and I, I very much enjoy his press conferences, I do think he, he really sent an authentic, true message with the running backs on terms of how he's going to use them. Um, and I think it's good perspective to have as we go throughout this training camp. So I wanted to get in, I want to get into that on the other side. We're also going to get to more of your phone calls. Corey, Matt, Mike, Chris, I see you guys. You will be up ASAP. And if you're not on the board yet, get in. 215-592-9494. We're talking Eagles training camp with the one, the only, Reuben Frank here at the beautiful Parks Casino. Now there's another one. <laughs> yeah, well, the only one and only Rube, I guess. Okay. But we are here at the beautiful Parks Casino, and... As I always say, and as we tell you on the pod, we tell you on the radio, we tell you all the time because we believe it, the Bet Park Sportsbook app is the only app we recommend, and it's the only official sportsbook of the real Philly sports fan. Odds, bets, slots, and games, it's all in the palm of your hand. Download it right now. The birds are in training camp, so it's the perfect time to make those pro football futures bets on the Bet Park Sportsbook app. Here are the favorites and the potential payouts if either of these teams win it all this year. A $50 wager on KC, that pays you $300. A $50 wager on the Philly team, well, that pays you $350. So you get a little more juice there if you uh, bet on the Philly team. And you can bet pro football futures on individual player performances right now. Join me and download the Bet Park Sportsbook Casino and Sportsbook app. New customers make a winning $10 bet, and you get $125 in bonus sportsbook bets back. Must be a winning bet, and bonus bets must be wagered once. It's all there. Spread, same-game parlays, and much more. Plus, Bet Parks is also an official betting operator of the PGA Tour. So bet golf with Bet Parks. 